today on Urban Talk Radio, you can join the conversation on Facebook at Bold Minds and Twitter at Bold Minds. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. You can also join me on my Facebook page, Kinsley OSEI, as well as uh, my very special guest whom we have in the studio today, Rasan Langley of the Rasan Langley uh, Project. Today, today we are giving him his flowers for his contribution um, to, um, you know, the MCD Nation um, and this, um, um, the state of Connecticut period for all he has done. I'm sorry, I'm being interrupted. I think that's why I'm muted. My, I'm muted by me. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy, uh, Rasan? Um, she looks on the um on, on the computer and she said, "That's Patrick Mahomes." No, that's not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's why I muted in the first. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta love it, man. She, yes, indeed. <laughs> he just picks up a favorite. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a favorite. <laughs> Bob, Bob Marley is a favorite. Nice, nice, man. Okay, I love it. I love and, it. Uh, I who who <laughs> else is uh, uh Jake, Jake Tapper on CNN is a favorite. Nice. And, and she said Trump is the bad guy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you, you can't make this up, bro. No, I'm, no sir. You can't make this up. So that means I have to be very disciplined in the house. <laughs> Who I like, who I don't like, and I better like some good people because who she likes. Well, I'm glad to be in the presence of identifiable good people, man. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Russell, how are you, my brother? I'm blessed, man, and thankful, man. And you know, I appreciate this um the invite, man. I really, really do. You know, we've known each other for a long time over the years. Yeah. And uh both of us have pioneered through uh the music industry and you know, done a lot of great things in the community and stuff like that. So um, this is definitely, definitely an invite that I was, you know, welcoming with open arms, man. So I appreciate it. Great, man. I have a couple of shows set up for this next um, couple of weeks. I have uh, my brother, Kid Fresh, next next week. And then I have, I have um, music. Um, um, I have um, a friend from Warner Brothers, music executive, um, who is actually doing some uh, leading the marketing for Usher right now. Nice. Uh, who will join us and, um, you know, trying to give our people a lot of uh, contents on what the behind the scene, making it happen um, looks like. So I'm glad, that you, I'm glad that you could set it off. Right, stop it. You could set it off for the next um, couple of weeks. And uh, we have a lot to uncover. You know, today is all um, about, it's all about you and your contribution uh, to this culture of R&B and hip-hop music. Now, um, before we get into it, um, how was the family? How was, how was life, by the way? Life is really, really good, man. You know, I'm just thankful, man. You know, um, I always say God is the, you know, head of household with myself and my family. So, um, you know, he's guided and, and navigated us through uh, so many great passages, man. And, um, the family's healthy, family's flourishing, you know, and everybody's um doing very, very well, man. I appreciate it. So, you know, very good. Very, very good. And I'm well too, man. You know, I'm uh I feel like I'm at uh my prime where I'm at right now. 
you know, in the space and time where uh, music and life is for me. So um, I'm extremely excited, man. And, you know, I'm an um, independent artist at its finest, man. You know, doing everything independently. And uh, it's a beautiful world, man. <laughs> We, we're going to get into that. You know, I love, um, for as long as I've known you, I really love your spirit. You're such a positive guy. Um, like you said, you know, we did collab on, um, you know, a few events before you actually got into it heavy with uh, Herman Ham. Um, there is no there is no event too little or too small for too big or too small for you for as long right. as um, I've known you would do an intimate venue, uh, an intimate event for 10 people. If that's what you were booked, that's um, right. To, that's right. And, and produce and have just as much fun as if you were doing it for thousands of people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how did um COVID? Did COVID make you or break you? For most artists, that was really focused. I know it made them. Um, for you, you know, how did you get through it? Man, COVID was um, it was a great learning lesson for me because it just showed me that. You know, in order to, you know, be in the space that I was independently, um, that I had to really concentrate on the tools it is that I had inside myself. So it really helped me to reach inside of me and to, you know, pull those things out of me and, and, and make me that much more stronger, you know, of an artist and an independent because I had to reconfigure everything, you know, as we all did. Um, but as an independent artist, you know, it's different, you know, because you've got your own situation. Everything is you. Mm -hmm. So because everything is you and, you know, you you have that independency, you know, figuring out what it is that I needed to do as far as, you know, the gigs and, you know, um, all of the music and stuff like that. It was it was really, really tough at the beginning, man. But, you know, the team and I, we buckled down and we figured out a plan. So what started happening is we started doing a lot of performances like this, you know, and technology became the big thing for the for the performances and everything. So, you know, I was doing a lot of you know, Zoom performances and things like that for companies and, and people that were hiring me, you know, to do their parties and stuff like that. So it just turned into a whole nother vehicle of being able to use um, this technology to be able to move forward. Now, I said, um, well, you know, glad you, um, you know, you made it through, man, because it's either uh, it made you or break you. And if you were uh, creative, it really gave you the ability to to create in that state state of mind without yeah. being you know interrupted by anything because you had all the time in the world to to do what you wanted to do. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> no question about that. There was no excuses at all. You nah, had all nah. the time in the world, man. <laughs> I remember I could go to Times Square and, and, and hear a, a, a you know with my wife to take yeah. a walk and hear a pin drop. You had. One of a few people out there shooting music videos with not a single police <laughs> stepping to them to ask them no questions. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> so you know that was um, you know it was uh, the it, it was the good and the bad about it. And even us, as far as um, you know, uh, um, WNHH um, New Haven Independent, I used to have to come to the studio to do the show, and we were mm. limited to our FM listeners. Now mm. because of COVID, we were able to go you know do the show through Zoom, and it's expanded our listeners because now we are covering every outlet whether it's you know youtube facebook twitter you know we've extended our reach wow you know so great that's great man those were were some of the things that we didn't see coming but it happened and you know indeed (laughs) so now let's go through the history of um Rasan Langley uh, project, you know, you started as um, as an artist out of a group, uh, Shamari. Yeah, as, man. as a DJ, I had opportunity to, you know, to play those vinyls. You know, you guys were like the guys, the 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 the, the BBDs. You know, you bring it in, yeah. you bring it in with all of that. You know, that's right. That's Go right. Ahead, t- t- tell me all about it. Yeah, man, and, and and as you can see, I'm representing with that um, in the background right there. Um, those are my two brothers that you can see on the screen. Let me move out of the way. Mm-hmm. To the right of me, that's my brother Nandi right there. And then mm-hmm. to the left, um, that's my cousin Troy. And that's me right there, the young Rasan. Um, you know, when I uh, had the high top fade and everything like that. The right. year right here, this is 1992 when we, when we dropped this. Um, this project. So we came out with the first single called If You Feel the Need. And um, when we did that single, um, we actually brought to the table um, some well-known producers right now. Vincent Herbert, who is um, Tamar's ex-husband, but Vincent is responsible for uh, like Akon, you know, he's responsible for uh, what's the young lady's name? Her name is escaping me right now, but she's a huge artist. But we were the first ones to open the door for Vincent Herbert, Kayama Griffin, and uh, Ike Lee, who uh, mm-hmm. were called Three Boys from Newark, who mm-hmm. co-produced um, the first single for us. Um, and then in that time, we had Angie Stone, who a lot of people know now, Right. She was doing a lot of vocal coaching and things like that. So Angie Stone is responsible for vocally coaching me and helping me through that song right there, because my voice at that time, I was 19 and my voice was going through a transition, man. And, you know, it was uh, one of those periods where I really wasn't comfortable with the way my voice sounded. But Angie encouraged me and really helped me get through this whole album right there. So on this album, we also work with uh, Raphael Sadiq, who co-produced two songs on that project as well. Um, we also work with uh, Bernard Bell, who did Remember the Time for Michael Jackson, um, and is responsible for I Like for High Five, who, God rest his soul, has passed along. Um, and um, we also worked with Gerald Albright, who was on the oh. Let It Be Me single. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love Gerald Albright, man. Yeah, Gerald, he's the man. I was yeah. at, I was at, you know, I, I, it's funny because not to interrupt you, I'm always, I'm almost listening to Gerald Albright at the Cigar Lounge. I have a playlist. Nice. Like, like damn near every time <laughs> at the lounge, I get a chance to run my own playlist. 
Yeah, he's so nice with him, man. Yeah, one, he's the one man. Of the names that never get mentioned, but yeah, yeah, and it was a great surprise because when we flew to California to record the stuff with uh, Raphael Sadiq, he surprised us. We had no idea that um, Gerald Albright was going to be on the song, but he said, "Yo, listen, you know, I added a little something to it." And when he played it, it happened to be Gerald Albright, and we were super excited about that. Um, and then Bernard brought in um, Glenn Jones, who did a feature on our album, too, as well. And then Ron G. Ron G. kept us alive in New York, man. Nice. Ron G. kept us alive. I mean, our, our acapella was on every Ron G. tape that you heard at that time. Nice. You know, if you go back and look at a lot of the Ron G. old school joints. Right. Ron G., uh, Doo-Wop, Doo-Wop was another one. Shout out to Doo-Wop, kept us alive too as well. And they just they they just mixed and blended our stuff in with everybody, man. And it was a great time in music at that time. And we were super excited coming out of New Haven, Connecticut to uh, have that record deal. And we actually got the record deal through our cousin, Steve, Steve Zoe Williams, God rest his soul. God rest his soul. You know, Steve so used to he used to uh, bring us to New York and um, have us, you know, meet a lot of different people and stuff like that. And at that time, you know, we were just city boys who wanted to work on music in our house. And, and God bless our mom, man. She just let us blast music all day and night, man. I mean, there may have been maybe one time when she said, listen, you know what I mean? But out of the 999,000 other times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she allowed us to be creative, man. And, you know, we were so thankful of that. But it was a great time and era of music. And we got signed by um, Ed Eckstein, who is Billy Eckstein's son. <laughs> the, great, wow. the, great, the great Billy Eckstein. Um, and then uh, we were label mates with... Uh, uh, who else? Tony, Tony, Tone, which is how we had the connection of them being on the uh, okay producing a project. Um, and then uh, Brian McKnight, Vanessa Williams, um, Stetsasonic, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like um, Black, Black Sheep, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. all of that was all our family at that time, man. So it was a great, great time in music, man. Really, really great time. We're talking about Joe Albright. What um, the join I like from him most is the Bermuda Nights. Like, ooh, ooh, oh my ooh, that's god, a classic! It does something to me, man. That, that's a classic. That, <laughs> that Bermuda Nights live does something to me, bro. Man, man, it does something to me. But I got to drink something off the top shelf when I'm listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and let me not forget. I cannot forget Carl Borelli. And his wife, Roz, man, who uh co-produced on the project too as well. They did um okay. she's uh she's playing hard to get uh for high five. High five, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, so we were surrounded by a, by a lot of great people, man, a lot of great talent. Okay. Really, really a lot of great talent. So on that note, let's talk about your beginning, because that is very um that's very important. Mm -hmm. How did it all start? Um, it actually started, I, I did, uh, my first talent show. I was four years old. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom conned me. I always say that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Respectfully. 
Uh-huh. So I used to always go to the store with my mom, and I always was the one of the, one of the children out of the three that would venture off. You know, and every time I ventured off, I always ventured off into the section where they had all the stereos and everything. You know, I was fascinated with electronics and especially stereos because, you know, I knew it all correlated with music. Mm-hmm. So no, my mom, knowing that I liked uh, stereos and that I wanted this particular stereo um, that I used to always venture off to every time we went in the store. So she said to me, she said, if you do the talent show, I'll get you the stereo. Four years old, I'm like, bet, not a problem. So she set me up with um, George Benson Masquerade that I sung at the talent show. Uh, Her and my dad put the talent show on, so it wasn't a talent show that I could win. But um, I always look at the picture, and when I look at the picture, I realize that the microphone was bigger than me. You know, so that was the humble start right there. And from there, you know, at four years old, man, I just, I, I, it was a feeling that I got, man. And it was, I loved it, you know, being able to just, you know, sing and, 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 and be creative, you know, in a space where I felt like it was my own. Um, so I definitely, definitely got to thank mom for, you know, doing that, opening that door. Um, at four and then listening to my father and them, they used to always rehearse at my house because my dad was the leader of the band. They had a band called the Langley Five and they were actually um, supposed to be signed to Motown. They they turned down two deals, Motown, and they also turned down the deal with uh, the Fathers of the Silvers. So they were supposed to be signed before the Jackson Five. Barry Gordy wanted them. Um, but my father didn't take the deal. I don't know why. I don't know what, you know what I mean? It, it was what it was. But they, at that time, they were touring. They were a touring band. And, you know, they made, like, tons and tons of money back then, man. My mom told me that, you know, they were getting, like, 20000 a show back then. You know, we talking, like, 70. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they were doing really, really well. And they had a, a really big name for themselves. So... That's where the introduction of the band and the and the music and stuff like that came into fold for me. And that was my humble beginning right there, man, at four years old. I can't hear you. Sorry, I, um, sorry, I'm mute. I'm mute. You were also contributing your talent to the community in terms of um choreograph dance, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so um, as as we begin to get older, um, my brother, myself, uh, Shamari, which is what you see right here back now, we actually found that name, Shamari, in a book of, uh, it's a Swahili book. Okay. okay. Um, my dad is, you know, real big on culture. Um, he's real big on the history, the history of culture, um, and always made sure that we knew to identify with our culture too as well. Um, okay. And he was the one who gave us. He gave us three books. Uh-huh. And they were all Swahili books of names. Mm-hmm. So as we went through the book, we um, looked at it, and 
we came up with a few names. We put a few names down on a piece of paper and Shamari just stand it out to us. And Shamari means to strive and to be forceful. Nice. Um, and we nice. felt like that was what it was that we wanted to represent as a group and individuals. Um, so that started there. And then from there, um, we started doing a lot of talent shows around town. So we would do tons of talent shows um, and, you know, at, at all the high schools, anywhere that we could be, anywhere that we could perform, we went there, excuse me, and we did it. And then from there, we met Jazzy Jordan, who Jazzy Jordan was um, a radio personality down at WNHC, who was the biggest uh, station in our area at the time, and it was an AM station too. So we did something called Unity in the Community. Mm -hmm. And that's where we met Jazzy. And then when we met Jazzy, Jazzy took us into the studio for the first time. Because although we were doing all these talent shows, we would still write and produce our own music behind the scenes too as well. We used to go to um, Trey Teller's house. Trey Teller had, you know, the equipment and he had all of the stuff. And Troy at that time um, was in another group and we all performed against each other and we wound up winning. But backstage, I was sitting down at the talent show and Troy Teller heard me humming. And he was like, yo, you sing? I was like, yeah, I sing. He was like, oh, wow, okay. So, you know, we connected. And once we connected with Troy, that's when we started to work on all of our own music and everything like that and started venturing creatively into production and writing, man. Awesome. We're going to go to um, do a station ID, and then we will come back and we will talk about going forward what the Rasan Langley project all right. Uh, coming up in um, all about. All right. This is the uh, Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHHLP. I am your host, Kinsley Osei. And if you are just joining us today on Urban Talk Radio, you can also join the conversation on Facebook at Bowmines and Twitter at Bowmines. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to New Haven Independent.org. We are also joined by our very special guest, Mr. Rasan Langley of the Rasan Langley Project. Um, and now we are going to play one of his their first single. If you feel the um, if if you feel the need, yes, uh, sir. That said it all. <laughs> all right. So if you are not viewing us, watching us on Facebook, and you are just listening to us, we are playing um, one of their first singles. Yeah. Oops. How about a something you want to do? I think that would change a little bit. I'm going to say to you, 
Don't worry about the thing, I will take you there. I'll in a sense of I am the Did it stop or it's still playing? Yeah. Yeah. I was told it's still playing. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, if you are listening to us in the office, I'm sorry, but I had to play it. Uh, hopefully, the music did not interrupt your uh, working behind the desk. Um, that was um, one of the first singles. Let's talk about the making of the video. I seen y'all got your little oak tree, $99. You get a whole suit and a tie and a shoe. <laughs> and this, do you remember the oak, oak tree in a trouble shop? I do, man. I do. I do. Hey, you, you, you was getting ready to go to the club. You go down there and get, and get, get it up. <laughs> and be fresh. Be fresh. <laughs> You know the funny thing, man, about this video is that we had we had this vision, man, and we had to meet in the middle with the label at the time. Um, and then when we when we did it, the thing that happened was, okay, let's let's just go back for a second. With 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 three kids, you know what I'm saying from uh from, from <laughs> with three kids from New Haven, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. grew up in an urban environment right mm -hmm. so you know we wanted we wanted to not be too dressy but we also wanted to not be you know what i'm saying too messy right, right. You know what i mean we wanted to be right. like right in the middle right which is the reason why you see like you know the suits yeah you see us dressed in the pele pele yeah. and stuff yeah. like that the pele pele was more of our vibe right you know what i'm saying the the suits and everything was more right. the label saw us as because the label wanted you know to uh promote us a certain way you right. know they had right. a certain vision for yeah. us yeah so you know we were very resilient man at that time <laughs> 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 when I think back and I look about you know when I when I think back and I and I and I look at how we were 
And I'm like, wow, man, we were some resilient dudes, man. Yeah. But we knew what we wanted, you Definitely. know what I mean? Definitely. And we knew how we wanted to present ourselves, man. Yeah. Um, and we flew out to California uh, the night before. We had got no sleep. We were excited. We were up. We were talking. We met with the stylist, and the stylist literally put pens in the bottom of the suits to keep the suits up, right? Uh-huh. Because he didn't have time to stitch them the way that they needed to be stitched because the, everything was so long. Everything was <laughs> long and big. And our flight was two hours. Wow. And, and to get to where we had to go was an hour away. So we we didn't have any time for him to do what it was that he needed to do with the stuff. So he, he did, you know what I'm saying, the stylist work. We fly to California. We get down, we on the set. The set is beautiful. They got it all set up and everything. And then, you know, we doing our routines. My brother, if if you if you fast forward to that video, you get to around 145. And this is a joke between us that I never shared before. My brother was literally dancing with one of those pins stuck in his leg. <laughs> the side of his leg man. <laughs> he, uh, and now I was like, yo, I got a pin in my leg. It's sticking me. It's tearing me up. Uh, like, yo, we like, yo, <laughs> stop. He like, nah, let's keep going. We can't right. let you shut up. <laughs> you gotta love the behind the scenes stories, man. People oh have, my gosh, people man. Have no clue, man. But you know, shouts out to my brother now, nah, man, for keeping it moving, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it was beautiful, man. Um the label at that time, man, whatever our vision and our idea was, that video was our entire vision, man. Right. You know, um, and we always were visionaries. We always knew what we wanted. Aesthetically, we knew what we wanted. Musically, we knew what we wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, creatively, visually, like we, we knew already because, you know, throughout our life, we always had a plan, man. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we had everything written out, you know? So when we went to the label, to us, we felt like it was easy because, you know, we were already giving you something that was already ready and right. all the ideas and plans, you know, let's just tweak whatever it is that needs to be tweaked, man. And um, it was it was a great experience. And what year are we talking about? I mean, I know around the year time frame, but to talk to our, our listeners and, you know, to be how prepared were you independently even going to the label with your own um, ideas? So, so when we got signed, it was 1990. Okay. We were in what they call artist development back in those days and they don't do this no more Artist developments means a and r by the way for all you guys that don't know a and r is a and r is really missing in the industry right now man listen oh, so man. listen back in those days hit now let me explain to, to to the listeners and some of you know the people who may not understand what happened back then mm -hmm. so we got signed in 1990 right so at that time, when we got signed, the first thing we did was we met with the label and the label said, OK, we're going to develop you guys for the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. And we like, what? And next couple of years. <laughs> next couple of years. Yo, listen, we ready. We want our album <laughs> next month. What do you right. mean? Right. But 
at that time what they did right. they I'm got sorry. they got together so so we got with Robin Dunn shout out to Robin Dunn man who was um very instrumental in everything it is that we did she was our choreographer Robin Dunn um now is um one of the longest standing choreographers in the New York scene right now um you know, and then in her class, we met uh, Mona Scott. Mona Scott was attending the class too as well, man. So uh, we had gotten real cool, but let me back up. So, Mona, Mona Scott from Violators, by the way. Right. Responsible for uh, what is love and hip hop. Right, yep, yep. And so at that time, we went to class to learn that a spoon should be on one side, a glass should be here, and a knife should be here. They teach you how to eat, okay? Yes, then they, yep. they 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 did um, where uh, mock interviews, you know, in the mock interviews, you know, they they show you, you know, how to interview. Um, they take you through uh, dance lessons where you know they get you together with you know your movements and things like that. Vocal lessons, all of these things are things that were taking place excuse me, within the two period time. So by the time 1992 came, we were ready to just blast off because we had already gotten to a space where the label felt like, okay, you guys are ready. Now, here's one of the other things that would happen. We had to put a show together. We put a whole show together and the label would bring people from the label to literally vote to see if they liked the show. So it was kind of like a little Apollo type situation. If people walked away saying they didn't like it, then we had to continue right. to work harder and work more until they felt like we got to that point. So that's what happened. It took place back then in 92, man. And they don't do that no more, you know what I mean? We have, we, we have had the discussion out here many times about the importance of artist development and how that is missing. Um, you know, when I was doing promotion and marketing, um, people don't understand when we bring an artist to the radio station and we have to literally sit very close to the artist during his interviews to make sure that if there are any error, it's corrected in real time. <laughs> you know, people, some people don't understand our presence of right. being right there with the <laughs> artists, you know. So you have artists that are seasoned, um, that you probably got to remind them about upcoming projects, something they may say that's wrong. Correct. And then you have artists that are not seasoned at all. Right, right. You got to be there to troubleshoot anything right there in real time. <laughs> artists got mess around and say something stupid live on air, and you got to pull their program director to the side in real time and troubleshoot that right away, you know? Um <laughs> You got artists that come in, they don't know how to talk here. Like you said, everything is like, nah, me, nah, me, nah, me. You got to be yeah. developed. They got to yeah. teach you really how to how to talk to people, you know, yeah. in the yeah. different than when you're in your hood, how you talk to, you know. Right, your, your exactly. People. And um, I think a, a lot of that has been, artists, A&R have really just been all about helping you put your, You went out. You went out, Kingsley. I said A and R has been. 
it has been it has been limited to you know helping you get your producers your collaborations you know just helping you finalize your project it's been limited to that and all right. the, all that other piece is is missing from all from all development yeah well, so mm -hmm. i'm glad I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that and i'm um, you know what you guys went through within that two-year period yeah we did man yeah, now going did. forward let's talk about new projects upcoming um um projects for the um trlp um starting with your rebranding yeah man so we're rebranding man and we're you know we're excited for this year um, there's there's a lot of great things that are happening, um, a lot of great partnerships that are happening. Um, we have um, um, the TRLP artists, um, who who is myself, mm -hmm. who, um, is going to cover the R&B, you know, the adult contemporary R&B. Um, then we have um, my uh, daughter, who is an amazing talent. Um, she's going to be me too as well. She's, she's 22. Okay. Yeah. She plays guitar. Uh, nice. She sings, uh, she writes her own music, her and, um, my son, they work together. My son is the one who's producing her project and he calls himself the specialist and mm -hmm. his music is, I mean, is bananas, man. He's an excellent producer. So you'll be hearing a lot from him. And then, um, my nephew, who is G Nice's son, and shout out to G Nice. G, G Nice, what up? What up? What up? Um, his son Puda has a project coming. My un my uncle just um, threw my uh, cousin into the fold, so um, Pupu she'll be part of the equation too as well. When it comes to the independent music, I'm also working with uh, Benzino. I'm getting ready to do something with uh, my brother Rashim. I just I just shot Rashim's last uh, video. He's got a new video coming, so shout out to Rashim Dixon. I just did his video, and that'll be coming out um, within the next week or so. So those are um, the projects musically that are um, that are going to be coming from the from the TRLP family. Um, event wise and things like that i, so hold, I hold, hold your thought for one second so the new single is you trance me is 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 uh that's that's my new single let me see if i can um play a quick uh can you hear it oh yeah Steps inside and splits my heart. This girl gets me high. It's all I sign. So why did she do things to me? I'm 
All right. Yeah, yeah, right. man. Let's dance. Right. Let's now you dance making a that, bit, man. You making us start dancing all over again, man. You know that's what I'm talking about, man. Shouts let's to the, let's get back to that. Shouts <laughs> to the Bruno Mars. And you know what? Talking about getting back to that. That's why hip hop has been was struggling so much last year because you know we weren't dancing, and then there comes right. Afro Afro beats, and I'm a piano just took over the world. And just took everybody off hugging the wall and the yeah. bars and straight to that dance floor, man. Yeah, man. That's you what know? I'm talking about. Let's get back to dancing. Let's get back to that, man. It's so important. You know? Yeah. You know, let's be happy in music again, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I, and, and, our, and our thing is being able to just, you know, push that envelope of being happy in music, you know, being happy in love, being appreciative of being in love, you know, being appreciative of being respectful. You know, mm -hmm. those are the things that uh, we're pushing the envelope on as far as music is, you know, when it comes to our camp and everything like that, man, because, you know, it's missing, you know, it's Definitely. missing, you know, we need more love, man, you know, we need much, much more love, man. So, you know, that's the envelope that we're pushing musically when it comes to uh, music and everything. Um, and then as far as, you know, venues, man, um, I want to uh, just shout out Cambria Hotel, who I just partnered up with. Nice. Uh, shout out to all the staff and everything over there uh, who uh, have been, you know, super instrumental in, in making sure that the venture is, you know, super comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm there on Tuesdays doing uh, a social hour, a social business happy hour from six to nine. So shout out to Tangier and Lindsay and Josh and, uh, Katara and all the staff over there who have invited me with open arms and it's been nothing but pleasant over there and then on Thursdays I do um, a ladies night and ladies night is for Thursdays Thursdays is for ladies um, at the Village Bistro in Milford I'm there from six to nine shout out to Kay over there and then on Sunday I switch it up where I'm doing a karaoke brunch um, and I'm doing that and I um was happy to get my brother involved, Terry Oki. Shout out to Terry Oki, who uh, partnered up with me on that. And um, shout out to um, the husband and wife, Cisco and Marcy, who own the venue. It's called The Rain. It's out mm -hmm. in Milford, 240 Naugatuck Avenue in Milford. And I do that from one to four on Sundays. So those are my three partnerships that I just partnered up with. And um, they've all been great ventures, man, and, and, and they're all good, solid people. And, um, you know, we just want to just cater to the people and, and give people something, you know, to do where they can have a beautiful, comfortable environment and enjoy some music and uh, have some food and drinks, man. And, and you know, and, and be happy and be merry and show some love. You know, <laughs> and, and before um, Nora, I'm gonna answer to you in the chat in a few um, minutes. Um, before I forget, man, I have to give my brother Juan Castillo, who just he just gives people chances. And I realized that you was a host at the station. At, oh at, man, at some point I mean, he he fulfilled a dream of mine, man. And when he when he when he called me. They said to me, look, man, um, you're in. Brother, let me tell you, I'm going to talk about like the happiest moment ever in my life 
And I think why, man, because throughout the years, he's always supported, you know, independent artists like myself. He gave us a voice. He gave us a platform to be able to have our music heard and felt. And, you know, I always, always give big props to Juan, man. You know, he's always opening doors and always willing to share advice and share his platform with people. So, you know, big shout out to Uncle Juan, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah, one, 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 and I have history during um, my days doing promotion and marketing, and you know, I'll bring all these records to one to play, and one just, one just dislike a, a certain part of the industry where he disliked that part of the industry. That's why his programming is about what WYBC is. Right. And, and you know, somewhere down the line, he switched it back to get him more into the hip hop. He just disliked the fact of the label, label, what do you call it? Label uh, uh, politics. Right, right. He, he, right. He, I, I didn't want to use the word hate because my daughter's around, so I don't like to use the word hate. Yeah. But he really disliked label politics. Yeah, and that's what messes up, you know, the, you know, the creativity, man. The label. Label politics has always messed up the creativity of music and any artist, producer, um, and creative will always tell you that, you know, it's the politics that mess it up. If the politics weren't such a big part of music, then music could be beautiful all the way around. But, you know, politics is, uh, you know, what helps people to keep certain things in certain places. They, they, force, you, they force you to program a music that you don't even really like. There you but, go. But there it's like... Go program it on the people and make them like it <laughs> right right let's put that narrative <laughs> meanwhile it's meanwhile it's taking the place of a music music that really needs to be heard you man, know come on man you know we could talk for days on we that, could talk for days now. about that yes. <laughs> you know, we could go for days yeah yeah the kings i just want to let everybody know they can go to my website man www trlplife.com find all information and everything about what we're doing and what it is that we got coming up um there are a lot of great things that are coming up that i can't really say too much about but you know um i just want to thank everybody who's ever supported me who who's ever booked me throughout the years you know whoever even had a conversation with me to say look keep going you know, we see you. We know what it is that you're doing. We support you. I thank you so much. I thank all the musicians, man, that um, that I've uh, worked with, you know, who've helped me throughout the years to be able to accomplish all of my live composition. Thank all the musicians, all the creatives, everybody behind the scenes, my management team, you know, Eric and all of them. I just want to thank everybody, man, for, you know, their support and everything it is that they've done you know, with me and for me throughout the years, man. I'm and you have a couple of special events coming up, such as the one that on the Usher Musical Tribute. You want to, you know? Yes, that's going to be happening on March 2nd, ladies and gentlemen. Saturday, March 2nd, I'll be at the Webster Theater in Hartford. Showtime is at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'll be doing a whole live set with Usher. 7.30 to 8.30, nothing but Usher, no other artists, no other music. Shout out to my team. They'll be in the building, the band. I got choreographers. Um, I got dancers. Mm -hmm. I got background singers. It's going to be a full production, man. Mm -hmm. So y'all go ahead and get those tickets. You can get the tickets at um, 
WebsterCT.com. You can get all tickets at WebsterCT.com. But I do want to let you know the VIP section is sold out. Sold out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and to our listeners, I know you're hearing the word Usher. Yes. Usher is not performing. I'm not am I right or wrong? Is Usher performing? No. Usher no, is not there. This is a tribute. Tribute. I, I want I want to be clear for yes. anybody that have any misunderstanding. You don't <laughs> come back and say, oh, we heard him say on right. you know on right. the radio page. No, it's a tribute. Don't be mistaken. Right. You know? The entire night is a tribute. It's not just me performing. Um my brother DJ Phenom will be on the ones and twos playing all Usher music, keeping the vibe going after right. the performance and everything, too. So come on out, ladies and gentlemen. The tickets are a really great price. You know, come have some fun and watch the show. I'm going to put it down, man. You know, shouts to, my brother shouts to Go Phenom. I haven't seen Phenom in a long time since High 93 Politics. I haven't seen him in a good minute. Nice, nice. But before <laughs> before we leave, like I said, you know, next week I have my brother K Fresh from WZMX Hot ninety three, and then the following week I have my brother Chris Atlas of uh, Wanna Music Group, um, who's out there, you know, doing a whole lot in terms of um 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 uh, marketing, and um you know he will be here to discuss you know um Usher's project and um all the million projects that they are working with. At Wanna Music, also what they have going on in Howard University School of Business, man, that's the one I love the most. Giving back to the community, nice. you know, nice. bring back the next students that wants to be in the music industry, giving them all the tools. There you go. That's there the you. part I love the most. So, yes. just um, before we sign off, um, I need you to, you know, just uh, wrap it up. Um, you know, Russell Langley, I we really appreciate you um, coming down. Just wrap us up, you know, in terms of how people can reach out. And, um, yeah, man. You can find me on all platforms, The Rasan Langley Project. You can find me on Instagram, The Rasan Langley Project. Um, also, go to my website, touch me right there, www.trlplife.com. All things Rasan Langley right there. Look for me, y'all. I'm around. I make it easy for me to find to be my found. Brother, man, <laughs> keep that smile, man. Congratulations in all you do, man. Thank, Thank you, man. And Thank I appreciate you very much you for your contribution. Hey, man. keep Thank going, you. man. I love this, man. We need you. <laughs> Thank you. We need you too. We need you. All that smile. We need all of that. <laughs> Trump. Trump is trying to make the world a miserable place to live in, and we need. Yeah, all but people like us will never let that happen. No, we're not gonna let it happen. My daughter yes, will not let that happen. She said he's a mean guy. Yes, sir. <laughs> well taught. <laughs>